What's up, sandwich heads? Today on Steve O's Sandwich Reviews, we've got the tips and tricks to the best sandwich order. And it all starts with this little guy right here Pepsi Zero Sugar. Partial to pastrami, craving a Cubano. Yeah, sounds delicious, but boom! Add the crisp, refreshing taste of Pepsi Zero Sugar and cue the fireworks. Lunch, dinner, or late night, it'll be a sandwich worth celebrating. Trust me, your boy's eaten a lot of sandwiches in his day, and the one thing I can say with absolute fact every bite is better with Pepsi. You are listening to the Motherhood Undistressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Welcome back. Welcome to a fresh week. I am so glad that you're here and that we are sharing this space together to talk about the very important issue of longevity, self-love, and aging gracefully. Yes, I have Kwave Agbegbe back on the show to talk about these things and how, no matter what your age, whether in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or beyond, how you can fully move into your power and not let the the threat of aging prevent you from doing the things that you want to do in life and living life to the fullest. And I think in this culture, especially uh, women feel like they become more invisible the older they get. And so we are completely changing that mindset, that that cultural dogma that we've all been fed since infancy, um, and to, to bring that into the light so that you can feel empowered to do the things that you want to do in life and to not feel like you can't because you're getting older. Uh, I love this topic. I, I just, I love everything that Kwabi is sharing on this episode. So if you love it as well, please uh, share us on your Instagram stories, tag us at motherhood unstressed. If you haven't already, please leave us a review, share it out to your friends who might be feeling like they are less important because of a certain age, uh, because that's simply not true. Please enjoy my interview with Kwabi Agbegbe. This episode is sponsored by SaveTheChildren.org. Save the Children believes every child deserves a future. In the United States and around the world, they work every day to give children a healthy start in life, the opportunity to learn, and protection from harm. They deliver lasting results to millions of children, including those hardest to reach. They do whatever it takes for children, every day and in times of crisis, transforming their lives and the future we share. Right now, the coronavirus is the biggest global health crisis of our lifetime, threatening children in every way. COVID-19 has already left many children without caregivers, out of school, and exposed to violence and exploitation. Child poverty is rising. With your support, we can help children in unsafe households and help support distance learning in the face of school closures. Here are some ways your support can make a difference. For just $5, you can buy a baby's first book, providing comfort and inspiring a lifelong love of learning. For just $25, you can serve a nutritious breakfast and lunch to five out-of-school children in need. Go to savethechildren.org slash savekids to learn more and to contribute. Hello, Kwavi. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that Best Self Atlanta connected us through that uh, influencer tour. Um, and we were kind of talking about before, you know, we were talking one night at the gallery and yes. the things you were saying were just connecting with me on so many levels. So I knew I had to have you on this show. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump right in. Um, I'm honestly curious and and to kind of give the listener some background info about you. How Mm -hmm. did you get into this work? How did this become your soul's calling? All right. So for me, I started off with health. So um, many years ago, because I'm 50, 51, going to be 52 next month. So many years ago, when I was about 19, I watched a documentary about 
cattle and how food gets to our table. And I was in the UK at the time at college. And I was like, that documentary just moved me to a way where I was like, really, is that how we get our food? So needless to say, that put me on this path of trying to figure out everything that we put in our mouth. I mean, I was investigating everything. I started reading labels, trying to figure out what the words meant. And I came to the conclusion, I'm changing my diet. And I radically changed it. And everyone thought I was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no one could understand what I was. Because, I mean, that was 19. So we're talking about 40, 30 something years ago. And um, it just put me on that path of, okay, I'm going to find out everything. And it changed me. So I started Everything I put in my mouth, whether it was any kind of, I stopped drinking fizzy drinks. I started eating a certain way and I was in college. So friends started asking like, what are you doing? And then I would give them a little like meal plan. I'm like, okay, do this and do this and don't eat this. And then whatever you eat, look at the labels and read. Mm. And um, that's kind of how I got started into, and I guess that was my way of getting into helping other people do things that could benefit them without realizing it. Yeah. 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 It seems like it was so natural to you though. I mean, you you figured it out for yourself, which to me is the ultimate thing, the ultimate win. And then to break it down and make it easy for other people. I mean, at 19, that's kind of unheard of. Yes. So that was like back then. No one was doing anything back then, but I, it just, it just, when I watched that documentary, it moved me so much. I started making changes in myself. People would ask questions and I'm like, this is what I'm doing. And my personality is such where if I do something, I'm doing it all in. I'm not like, oh yeah, no. I'm like, you need to do this. Have you heard? This is what. <laughs> yeah. I love it. What was the documentary called? I don't even remember. That was like, <gasps> wow. that's thing. I don't even remember. But I do remember this, that what was funny was way back then, they only had maybe three channels. And I just, I remember the channel it was on because it was in the, it was called Channel 4. It was in the UK. And I know they still have that channel, but I have no idea what the title of wow. the documentary was. I mean, that, that documentary changed your entire life. Oh, yes, it did. Oh, yes, it did. For sure. Wow. Yeah, so so that's how it began. Um, and, and now, how would you describe the work that you do with women? I mean, what's really uh, the, main, the main pain point that you help them with? See, for me, I... I look at myself as someone who helps women. And now I've kind of shifted into midlife because that's where I am right now. And I am just, I just want to empower women to live an extraordinary, and not just life for them. I want them to live, live an extraordinary midlife because that's mm. where they are right now. And um, when I turned 50, I had a lot of conversations with women. And I noticed that women in midlife felt like they were invisible. Mm. They felt that they had done all these wonderful things in their past, whether it was raising kids, a career, and they were now in this phase where, you know, society or culture or just voices outside of their heads and in their heads were telling them that they didn't matter anymore and they weren't valuable. And I want to change that because it's not true. It's definitely not true. They have a lot of wisdom. They have done so much and they still have so much to offer to the world. Yeah. What is it? Do you think it's just because, you know, on a fundamental level, they're out of their child birthing years. So they feel like they're irrelevant, which is insane. But I mean, I get it too. I get how you would one day wake up and, and people aren't checking you out on the street or they're not, you know, talk to us a little bit about like how that even begins to creep into their mindset. I think it has a lot to do with the culture because our culture is such where it's 
young, improved, youthful. That's what we see on the, I mean, even when you look at commercials, that's what we see all the time. If you see people my age doing commercials, it's normally about medication. Mm -hmm. And even when you watch movies, even hear celebrities speak about that all the time, the men, oh, they still have roles, but the women, they have to struggle for the roles once they hit a certain age. Um, I even did a search on Google. When you hit midlife, the next thing you see is crisis. And then when you see the pictures, Mm-hmm. Listen, you see pictures of men with sports cars. You see women fanning themselves, looking frumpy because they have hot flashes. So that's what they see. So I'm on the path to change that narrative because that doesn't, doesn't have to be that way. Even if they think it is, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Absolutely. So what are some of the key things that you do when you start having these conversations with women? And, you know, we're going to talk about your retreats, too, because I want to dive deep into that. But what's like the initial thing that you start giving them or or having them think about to to switch that? Yeah. One of the things I always tell women is when you say, for instance, you might say, um, I don't think I can do that. Maybe they'll say that. And then the first question I said, why don't you think you can Mm. And most women do not ask themselves why they can't. They always think, I can't do this and that's it. I'm like, no, you're going down a one-way street with that. Let's open yourself to the possibility that you could. Or, okay, let's say, if you could do it, what would you do? Because mm. most times they never ask themselves the other side of that coin. It's always, I can't do it and dead end. And that's it. Like, no, that's not true. If you could, okay, you don't think you can, but if you could, what would it be? What would you do? What are your options? What would you be doing? And you can see like a little fire light up in them when they start to think about that. Oh, if I could, I would do this. And I, I was like, it's possibility. And then what I try to do is give examples of other women in that age group that have done stuff like, and they're like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And they're no different. Okay, maybe they're in a different setting in a different country, but you can start with baby steps towards that. There's no reason why you can't. And that's what I want women to start to break that, you know, sentence in the head that says, I can't, Mm -hmm. because it's possible. It really is. It's just you that's preventing yourself from doing, even if everyone can't, you can. There's a possibility that you can. And I tell women, even if they can't, even if it doesn't work out, I want to show women that when they get to a certain age, because there'll come a point when you can't do a lot of these things that you even desire to do. I don't want, I want them to have a regret proof life when they Mm. get to some point, they're like, well, okay, maybe it didn't work, but I tried it. Yeah. And even if you tried it, it doesn't work. Guess what? You have two options. You can decide, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it again, but I'm going to make some changes. Or you're going to say, you know what? I've done it. Didn't really like it. It's not for me. I'll move on to something else. Yeah. Cause at least, you know, then. Yeah. As opposed to like, I wish, because regret can eat you up. I'm telling you, it's like, I wish I had tried. I wish I'd done that. Go ahead and do it. Go mm-hmm. ahead and do it. I love that. Yeah. That makes me think of that book. This woman, I forget her name, but it, she interviewed all of these people on their deathbeds and, and about that, about regrets. And most people yeah. wanted to spend more time with their family. They wanted to go on business ventures. They wanted to step into a career or doing something that, yes. you know, they should have been doing rather than, right. you know, what everyone else thought that they should be yeah. doing. And I love that. And it's so, it's such a crucial message, I think, to put out into the world at this time, because really what we can accomplish, what we can do is limitless with the internet, with social media, and yes. you don't have to fit into a box anymore. That's the thing. You don't need permission from anyone. Listen, you want to go on video, go on video and speak your message. No one is going to prevent you. I mean, the way the society is now, 
it's a permissionless society where you can go out there and say what you want, do what you want, showcase your, you know, your wares. It's okay. You can do that now compared to many, many years ago. Right. And the audience now, you know, no matter what you might be into or what you might know a lot about, there is an audience for you. Listen, there's an audience for everyone. It's amazing. When you start to listen and see what's out there, you're like, oh, people do that? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just curious when you were talking, um, give us some examples of women that maybe were afraid to really go all in into midlife and be happy and, and go for things that, you know, they might've been afraid of. Like what, what are some things that they've been doing? Your and I'll tell you, that, and some of them are really simple. Like I had someone who, um, had, she had come to my retreat and she was, she had just finished her nursing program and it was so, I mean, it was tough for her. It was very challenging. And she had young children, mm. but she knew that she wanted to become a nurse practitioner, which meant another challenge in two or three years. I can't remember how many years. And she's like, you know, my husband has been, he's been helping out and now I'm going to have to do this again. And she wasn't quite sure. And then I told her, I said, okay, I want to really think about this. If you didn't do this, how would you feel? And she says, well, yeah, I would feel terrible if I didn't do it. Mm. I said, okay, you know what? Then you're going to have to make a choice, make it work. Your kids are still young. Find a way to make it work so that you don't, because I I always believe that when we fuel ourselves of the things that we truly desire, we show up in a brighter way for the people that we love. Mm. And I told her, I said, if you don't do that, it's going to eat you up. And I've seen it happen with a lot of women. Resentment kicks in. Mm. And when resentment kicks in, your loved ones feel it. And I said, you know what, go ahead and do it. So right now she's doing her residence. She's doing, uh, she's, begun, she's going on to become a nurse practitioner. And I'm like, I am so excited for her because I was like, you've got to be an example for your children. Of what right. you can do. And I told her, I know it's hard. You got to make those sacrifices, but you're doing something you truly love as opposed to the other side of not doing it and feeling the regret and the resentment kicking in and, you know, that kind of spinning out towards your family. You don't want that. You know, so it's little things like that that women do or one that wanted to write a book. And she's like, I don't think I can do that. She went on ahead to write a book. Wow. Like, yes, you can write a book. I'm like, yes, you can. Why not? That's incredible. And it yeah. is. It's, it's just asking those little questions yes. and then challenging the person when they're like, no, I just can't. Like it's, it's literally like a three second conversation yes. <laughs> that changes someone's life. Changes. And then when you see them walking in their purpose, you're like, oh my, it's like almost mm. a different person. Yeah, it is. It's it is. like, wow, they're stepping up, they're walking with the, you know, the, you know, the step with a pep in their step. And you're like, wow, it's, and I, and I think women and men are great, but women are magical. There's something about women when we get together and we really step into who we were meant to be. Mm. It's just magical. It changed so many things. But a lot of us just kind of like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah yeah or maybe you know it, it's it feels so overwhelming or it feels like it so does. different everything that we've known it does but I tell women you don't have to do everything you can just take little steps towards it no one is expecting to write a book the next day just take steps towards it you can plan say okay every day for 30 minutes or an hour I'm going to write and just write and then over time that adds up yeah. And I love, I love that you said, just do little things every day. Um, you know, for the woman listening who is like, okay, obviously I need something. I, I feel like I've been stagnant or I feel like, you know, life is just kind of 
predictable and swimming along, what are some things that she can do to start to bring back that spark, whether she's in midlife or not, um, to start living more fully in her purpose and just yeah. to have, have that energy for life again? Yeah. One of the things I really love to tell my clients is journal. Oh my goodness. Journaling is like having that conversation with yourself is amazing because journaling brings out what's in your head out into the open. And it could be anything. I like to start my day by, I call it uh, just a brain dump Mm -hmm. where I dump everything because sometimes those statements in your head are so, I tell people, whatever's coming in your head doesn't mean it's true. So when you dump it, you're able to kind of look and say, hmm, what am I thinking? And it just a great way for you to create a relationship with yourself because for a lot of us, we're just going, going, going. You need to create that relationship with yourself. And that kind of gives you an idea of, oh, what am I thinking? Really, I'm thinking about that. And then you can take steps to correct that because that might not be something you want for yourself. You don't want to keep telling yourself, for instance, this is a common one that women go through where, oh, I'm not good enough to do that. And if that's a thought that keeps playing in your mind on replay day after day, and you're able to write that down, that's something you can take steps to correct. Because guess what? You are good enough. That's not a true statement. It isn't. So for me, I like, I like people to start working on themselves. I love that because you can do, I mean, you can take care of your health. You can do, I mean, those things are great, but I always tell women to start with themselves because if you don't value who you are, you can't, everything else doesn't really, nothing is sustainable after that. Mm-hmm. Because if you really value that, you bring some, some, you're unique, you're valuable. If you don't love yourself in that way, I really say, I think self-love trumps everything. Mm-hmm. You really have to. So starting from that point, there's something I do with my clients, which is kind of interesting. And it's very difficult to do. I normally tell women, look in the mirror for at least a minute. And I want you to really gaze in the mirror and say, positive things about yourself it's hard for a lot of women I tell them set your um, your phone for a minute and look straight into the mirror and just say wonderful things about yourself it's very hard for a lot of women to do that Mm -hmm. I tell women to do that daily so they begin to kind of get into that feeling of yeah I really do love myself oh I love my smile I love and it doesn't matter it's nothing to do with weight or how you look listen you have a body that allows you to go from A to B. Be grateful for that. So you can start from there and you can improve yourself. That's fine. But I want you to love yourself where you are right now. Mm. doesn't matter where you start from where you are and then you can kind of move from there. Yeah. yeah. That's so powerful what you just said. I mean, that's incredible. And I think, you know, a lot of your work, if you look at your profile online, it's a lot about health and fitness and weight loss. But I think if you hone in on that, that practice alone and the journaling, the weight will fall into place. That's your thing. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about how self-love really does flow into everything, into, into diet, into weight, into career, everything. It does. I, I, I always tell clients that you have to start from the self-love, a place that where you love yourself, because it's almost as if you're punishing yourself if you don't. Um, For instance, like exercise, I tell my clients, exercise is a gift you're giving to yourself. It's not a punishment. It's not a chore. Because if it's a pun, if you look at it as a punishment or a chore, you're not going to, after a while, you're going to give up. You're like, you're doing exercise to get something out of it. I'm like, no, no, 
don't look at exercises. Okay, I'm exercising so I can lose weight. I'm like, nope. You're exercising because you're giving yourself the gift of movement. Mm. You're giving yourself a gift. Just look at it that way. And once you feel like, oh, I'm depositing love into me. I'm going to go run or I'm going to go walk. I'm going to go lift weights. I'm going to do yoga. It's a gift that you're giving to yourself. The same thing when you eat. I like to um, tell my clients to create a healthy, um, a healthy relationship with food between themselves and food. It's not, oh, I'm doing this because I want to diet. I want to be. No. Think about yourself as having a relationship with movement and with food. And when you look at it from that perspective, it's sustainable as opposed to, okay, I'm going to work. I'm going to diet now so I can lose this amount of pounds or I'm going to exercise so I can. You're giving yourself a gift. It's a gift you give to yourself. And when you look at it from that perspective, everything, because there's no longer the pressure. Mm -hmm. The pressure goes away. And then you really begin to love who you are. Mm. And I think that's important because most people don't. Right. And I think that's what's so unsurprised. Like that to me was the biggest surprise when I started doing my own self-work and, and mm-hmm. reading books and, and just yes. listening to amazing podcasts, listening to people like you. It's, it's astonishing how it most of the population have, have, a, a, don't have a relationship with themselves. And then the relationship that they do have is negative. It is. It yeah. is. And the thing is, a lot of things that we say to ourselves, we wouldn't say them to other people. We wouldn't say them to our best friends. I'm like, yo, you are your, your, that's your best friend. You are supposed to be your best friend. And then you're like, I don't even know what's wrong with my body today. What? Really? I mean, it's just those statements. All the time. Statements are powerful. Mm-hmm. So we need to drop that and re- look at ourselves with love with com- and be compassionate with ourselves. Okay, maybe you didn't do what you're supposed to do today. Okay, I'll do better the next day. As opposed to, I can't believe you did that. No, let's change that around. Yeah. I mean, you're someone who is so foundationally strong, I feel like, in the world of self-love and nutrition and health. Do you ever struggle with anything? Um, oh, yeah. And, I mean, it doesn't seem like it at all. Oh, uh, please. We all struggle. <laughs> we all struggle because sometimes you're doing so much and you're trying to like, okay, balance in and, you know, it, it's hard. Yeah. But I also know that I'm going to be compassionate with myself. Even if mm-hmm. I fall short, I'm like, okay, probably we'll do it better the next day and then yep. move on. I'm like, the standard yeah. is there. Yeah. 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 So talk to us now about the amazing retreats that you go. I know when oh. we were talking at the gallery, you said you were just in Arizona. Yes. Um, talk to us about what you do and the transformations that take place there. Okay. So I organized, and the reason why I started this was I just knew that a lot of women, they sometimes want a, a space for themselves. And, but sometimes even if they say, okay, you know, I'm going to just have a staycation. I'm going to chill at home and not do anything. Things come up and it doesn't happen. So I started creating these retreats internationally where it's for seven days and they get to leave, you know, no spouse, no kids, no pets. They just kind of go somewhere and they're completely catered for. So I get a personal chef, your dietary needs are taken into consideration and we just go on these amazing adventures. And what, but the first part of the day is always coaching. So coaching them on who they are and how they want to show up in the world. Mm. And it could be however you want to show up. Um, Some people, it has to do with careers. Some people are working on themselves. Some are working on their marriages. But it's just a safe space for you to really spend time on yourself. And it's, it's just magical when you get that space. No judgment, completely supportive, 
for you to be who you want to be in the world. And it's just, and then we call these amazing adventures in the evening where it could be a cooking class. Like we took a cooking class in Thailand on the beach. Wow. Uh, we went to this amazing temple in Bali. Uh, when we were in Morocco, we went on this camel ride. I mean, we have so much fun. It's, it's like women become like kids when mm-hmm. they're able to just be in that kind of space. And I always uh, rent like an amazing villa. It's just you know, and then we'll have these, uh, I mean, we have real conversations because that's the other thing, you know, you know, we're going through life. It's so busy. We can't have real, mm-hmm. like real conversations about things that matter to us and our struggles and our challenges. And you find out others are going through the same thing. And sometimes you think, oh goodness, I'm the only one. You know, I'm not raising my child right. Or my child is having this, we're all having the same issues and we're mm-hmm. trying to find our way, <laughs> you know? I love that. It's I love- so- yeah. I love that. And it seems like on these retreats, you're really tapping into an instinctual thing with humans, especially women, like that connection, that raw authenticity, you know, yes. being vulnerable with another human. I mean, that, that is healing on so that many is, levels. It is. And one of the foundations for my uh, retreats are, and I got this from Brene Brown, mm. we all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We all want to be valued. And I tell everyone that comes to my retreat, you will get three of those in mega doses. Wow. (laughs) Because we all, I mean, that's just on a human level. That's all we want. We all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We all want to be valued. And we don't get that on a regular basis, you know? And I would even challenge, like, you want to be seen and heard and valued from yourself. Yes. And to be able to get the training on how to do that, because we're not taught how to do that. You know, we're taught, especially as women, to be doing everything for everyone else, to be quiet, to be good, to be, you know, to fall in line, essentially. It's it's wild to me. And so what you're doing is really, it's changing the fundamental way that women especially think about themselves. I want us to, for me, it's like a movement. It's like, I even have this membership for women that I'm starting where I want women to be able to have the knowledge to make decisions that are right for them. And it doesn't matter what it is. Right. It's like a non-judgmental space. And it's, I know it's tough. It's hard, especially when you hit midlife because you're aging. So things are a bit different. You might not look the same anymore. So you kind of, you know, you want for how you used to be. And, but things are different. So I'm trying to empower women to realize this is where you are now. And there are opportunities in this space even if they're not the same as what you used to have and there will be support for you whether it's going through a divorce or you want to start dating because there are so many different phases like dating in midlife is very different from dating when you're in your 20s (laughs) you know and a lot of these women don't know where to go so I'm creating this space for them where they can come to and ask the questions they want to ask or if you're in midlife and you've decided okay you know what I want to have plastic surgery there might be some people that you don't even know where to go because some people are like, why do you want to do that? But that's mm-hmm. what we want and that's okay. So mm-hmm. I want to be able to bring plastic surgeons to speak about what you can do, the pros and the cons, and then you can make an informed decision as to what you want. I love that. You know, I, 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 want, I want women to be able to support one another and not be judgmental. You know, everyone has what they want. You know, you have your innate desires that you want. And I think you should be able to say them out and get supported, you know, one way or the other. 
Absolutely. Ugh. So we've covered a lot of ground today. Yes. I've loved everything that you've said. Um, if there were one big takeaway for the listener, whether she's in midlife or not, what would that be? I One big takeaway is try and be true to yourself and realize that your relationship with others, it's important not to have a manual. And I learned this early on in my marriage. Um, I always, when I got married, I was like, oh, my husband should know what I'm thinking. I mean, I'm so in love with him. Doesn't he know? Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we go through life, you know, with that expectation of people should know, people should know, people should know. People don't know. Mm -hmm. Communicate that to them. I learned that and it changed my relationship with my husband tremendously. Because people don't know what you're thinking. Communicate that. And also... With yourself, be true to yourself. Be really true to yourself. Because sometimes we're like, oh, I know. Be really true to yourself. And when you're interacting with others, don't have manuals for them. Just let people be. You can Mm. tell them what you expect. But it might not work out that way. Lose, you drop those. Because sometimes we have these expectations. Oh, people have to act a certain way. And I learned that the hard way. It's not, just let it go. Let go, I always say, let go of the manuals. Manuals are for software programs, are for appliances, <laughs> but not for humans. <laughs> I love that. And it's so true because how many times are we disappointed and then resentful of people when they don't live up to expectations that, you know, we might have not even delivered the message on? <laughs> I'm like, because I'm big on, to me, relationships trumps everything. I don't care what you're doing, how much money you're making, how popular you are relationships trump everything. So if we can communicate better with our relationships, oh my goodness, things will change so much. Absolutely. Oh, so beautifully said. Um, So I do have some rapid fire questions for you if you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) A healthy mindset is? Okay, tune with your body, mind, and soul. Yes, Um, I'm grateful for. Oh my goodness, my relationships for sure. And what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Perfection is overrated. Ooh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. This was such a great conversation. I feel like I haven't had one, especially regards to midlife. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've done a lot of talks about self-love and relationship to the self, but never through this lens. So thank you so much. Like this really opened my eyes up and, and, you know, really it's, it's changing my mindset too, to question those thoughts that I have, you know, questioning is that true you know yes that is that a kind thought you know do i need to be yeah so that's that's really powerful i know for me and so you know i know for the listener too it's going to be transformative so thank you oh thank you i'm so glad you invited me i really appreciate this yeah and where can everyone find you online and and possibly check out your retreats yes so i am online and my website is www.kwabi.com and on that site, you can find my retreats are on there. My membership site for Midlife Women are, it's on there also. And then I have my videos on there also. I'm on Facebook as Kwabi. And then you can find me on Instagram. On My handle is midlife underscore lifestyle. Yeah. And I, I love your videos. Every time like I see them, like they're so full of positivity, full of energy. When you told me you were 51, I did not believe you. <laughs> Um, so we need to do another show on just your diet alone because your skin, That's everything, fine. your energy is. I can do that. Yes. That'd be great. <laughs> I'd love to come back. <laughs> Thank you so much, Clavi. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I really appreciate doing this and, um, 
thankful for, for, for people listening too. Thank you. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, please share it out with a friend or on social media. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You just have to hit those five stars. You don't even have to write anything. And uh, as always, make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss a guided meditation every Wednesday or every Monday, an interview with an amazing guest doing amazing work in the world. Thanks. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.